Welcome back to the Chasing Tone podcast today with Brian Wampler, that'd be me, and Blake Wyland from Tone Mob. Hey, dude. We're here. We're here. We, we We've been this. debating about what to talk about, and, yeah. and I don't even know what's going on. Right and now. the thing is, we missed this past week, right? We missed uh, we missed last Monday, which happens whenever... It seems like the summer, because there's a lot of travel that happens for me during the summer. Oh, yeah. So, my apologies for missing a week, but uh, I had some work to do. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was bonkers. I mean, we tried. We did. <laughs> we did try. But it just like at the end of the day, it was like, yeah, we can record at like midnight when we're both super <laughs> tired and don't really don't really even know what up which way up is, or uh, we can not and not annoy everyone, uh, or at least not annoy everyone as much as we would if we had done it in that condition. So, <laughs> yep, very true. So I'm uh, I'm sitting here. At the start of this podcast, I am uh, drinking my uh, Starbucks Frappuccino, mm-hmm. chilled coffee drink. How is that? Well, it's not as good as I, – I generally am uh, sort of an iced latte man, <laughs> you know, uh, an iced latte with a little bit of whipped cream on top. Mm, 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 man. Yeah? That's usually, that's usually my go-to drink on hot days such as – today in indiana where it's like 145 outside but that sounds unsafe you should move uh, i would love to move i would love to move <laughs> um but anyways yeah it's it's okay it's okay you know it'll it'll do in a pinch you know it's uh i, I don't I really drink remember cola. the last time i've had one of those oh, a man. long time i've been buying them by the by the pallet full not really Just- but i mean i would if i could find a pallet full of them I mean, we could probably organize this somehow. We can get Jeff Bezos to send you a couple of pallets here, probably with free shipping, and probably by tomorrow. Do you know what I need? What we need on this podcast is a spon- is a, a sponsor of of iced coffee. That's you know that's what we need. I'd give you a shout out. You send me some iced coffee. Of course, how would you keep it iced though? The logistical problem there. I get it, but still, you know, I could go. I could go for that. Hey. You know, I I used to subscribe to a food service that would deliver, you know, fresh, ready to go, or not ready to go, but like uh, meal kits. So if they can figure out a way that they can deliver me ground beef and it still be okay for me to eat, we can figure out this diced coffee situation. You got a you got a point there. You got a point there. So there's there's got to be a way. There's got to be a grub hub of of iced coffee somewhere. I'm sure it doesn't d- deliver to Martinsville, Indiana. Look that up on the map, and you'll understand why I say that. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, if I it, you said something about moving, I I've been actually thinking about getting another office place somewhere. I mean, oh, for yeah? those, so for those who don't know, I basically work from home. I, I got this big pole barn that I kind of put, I guess you can call it a studio. If you watch the YouTube channel, you've seen the inside of it. It's about 800 square foot altogether or so. Um, but it's still, you know, I'm still in a barn in the middle of nowhere. At the end of the day, my internet connection is flaky at best. I can vouch for that. You know, yeah, it's uh, if if you hear the unedited versions of the podcast where we lose signal over Skype because we're not looking at each other right now, we're doing this from two opposite sides of the country. Um, but if you if if you listen to the to the to the Skype call itself, it's like, hey, are you there, Blake? Can you hear me? Hold on, hold on. Let me let me shut this browser down real quick. 
<laughs> so it's not just that we're like not professionals. It's also the fact that we can't hear each other sometimes. So if you're ever wondering why something occurred on the podcast the way it did and like why maybe we sound either surprised or like we didn't hear the other one occasionally or the response doesn't make any sense. There's a good chance that's what happened. Just just throwing it, breaking <laughs> the fourth wall a little bit, but there's a good chance. Generally, yeah, generally it is. I'm like, uh, Blake, can you hear me? Because it seems like you can't hear me at all. <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, well, so I was with this guy the other day and he was telling me that, you know, true bypass was way better than buffered bypass. And Brian's there, Blake, 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 Blake. <laughs> So I'm I'm just like craving and hoping for the day that that fiber makes it to Martinsville. That's it's the day that I can't I can't wait for. It was supposed to be here by the summer. Uh, apparently, there's not enough people in this area who want jobs doing like laying fiber or whatever. I guess it would be laying fiber, Do, installing fiber. Let's let's call it that. Um, so as a result, now they're saying October. And by fiber, we mean fiber optic. Internet lines, yeah, fast internet in the countryside, basically. Yeah, right, yeah. Right now, it's uh, you know, it's poking along. Little hamster on the hamster wheels powering it. So, and that's the podcast. So, all right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week. This is chasing the internet signal. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. I do have something interesting that's going to happen to Nam. Kind of, well, uh, kind of oh. interesting. So. You remember how at uh, Winter Nam 2019, uh -huh. uh, we had a instead of the Tumnus, we had a pedal called the Goat, right? Yes. Well, I have uh, a new Tumnus with a different graphic that we're going to show off this time. Okay. Can and we talk uh, about it at all? Uh, we could talk about it somewhat. Yeah, I believe so. In in certain areas, we can talk about. So, um, you know, got got rid of the little goat guy, and. Uh, it's got a different graphic on it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That's, oh, uh, okay. Oh, all right. Uh -huh. okay. That's, about, that's about all I could say about that. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I look forward to taking a look at it for sure. Same circuit inside though, so don't get it wrong. It's not. It's not a version two or anything. It's, same. Uh, same pedal. Same. Same wonderful goat man pedal that you know and love, just minus the goat man. Right. I, I would say it's. Uh, you know. <laughs> It's sort of a Gibson situation, but with C.S. Lewis. Kind of something like that. Yeah, we could call it that. Sure. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Without being too vague and cryptic <laughs> and making people go, well, this is great casting. I'm sure glad I tuned in for this. One. I'm going to listen to that Tone Mob podcast. It's way better than this one. Way better. Yeah. At least that guy doesn't like. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he does. So I, uh, I'm excited about that, but I forgot to tell you about something, Nam, that I'm, I'm really, really excited about because I've never seen this done before. Uh, I, I had a gentleman on my podcast here, mid last year sometime. His name, his name is Boo Ray. He's a like a sort of a, uh, I don't know what you would call him, like sort of an Americana artist, I suppose. I, I hesitate, I hesitate to put the label country on anyone, lest they think I'm referring to. Uh, the bro country stuff because he's not like that at all. Um, but he uh, he's asked me if I would be interested in coming to a recording session on Saturday in Nashville where they're going to be recording direct to vinyl. So they're going to be playing live and they're going to be recording direct to vinyl just like they did 
back in the old days. So oh, that's cool. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. That tickles all kinds of my nerd boxes for sure. What, what studio are they at? Do you know? Oh, man. I wish I could remember the name of it. Uh, it's it's over on the east side. I'd, I really can't remember. Actually, you know what? I didn't get the name of the studio uh, I at all. I just got, uh, hey, do you want to come to this studio? So I guess I probably should figure that out, shouldn't I? That would be handy. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get a name. I'm not just forgetting this time. There's a lot of studios in Nashville that on the outside don't say recording studio. They just look like a house, you know, or a castle. <laughs> that's what in in my experience, that's what most not necessarily a castle, but most recording studios that I've been into, like legit working ones, they don't look like anything from the outside. Like like there's one a really nice one I was in in Portland. It just a Part of a gray, big gray building that I drove by a million times and never knew there was a studio in there. It's it makes sense. But like most studios, I found professional studios. You can't tell what they are from the outside. Hmm. Yeah, I can. understand. I mean, yeah, it does make sense. I mean, if you drive by my house, you would never know that there's uh, a bunch of awesome gear inside that pole barn. You know, I don't I'm have a sign up, out front that says Wampler, nothing like I'm that. I'm looking up Martinsville, Indiana right now. I'm wondering what time what time do you go to bed? Uh it was about two o'clock last night. Yeah. Okay, yeah, two can yeah. I can I can wait till four. All right. <laughs> well, see, that's when I get up. About four uh, oh, or five shoot. a.m. I got a two hour window in order to get that orange squirreled <laughs> away from I, out I, of here. I will say though, that even though it's tucked away, um, I do have a pretty awesome alarm system on it. Not that, not that I'm like threatening you, but it's just it's kind of like a peace of mind thing, you know. I feel like you are though a little bit. No, no, no. I mean, really, it's uh, uh, it used to. I was having trouble sleeping because even though we live literally in the middle of nowhere, uh, way out in the country, I was like, um, if someone happened to just poke their head in, that 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 would not be good, you know. Right, because the thing about gear and why it gets stolen so much uh, is, A, it's valuable, and everybody knows that, pretty much. Even if they don't know what they're looking at, they know that a guitar is worth, that's that's worth at least 20 bucks right there. Like, it's worth money. I could get a and bag of weed if I pawn that thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like a, yeah. And also, they're pretty easy to grab. Like, they're made to grab. They have handles and built into the case. And so it, <laughs> they actually make pretty, it easy to grab, right? Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. And even if you don't have a case, they've got this big old long skinny neck on them where you, it's almost like it's designed to put your hand around. Right. You can carry two at a time, actually. Yeah, it's strange <laughs> that way. But I've, I've, you, you are helping my paranoia right now. I've talked to a couple people lately that have had a bunch of gear stolen. And while that would, they would have to do some serious breaking and entering in order to get it to mine... Um, it's behind several locks and keys and doors, but, uh, still I'm kind of starting to feel the same way you are. So, yeah, I mean, I am lucky. I do have some neighbors and we live on the end of a dead end road and it's a, it's not a public road. So to, um, to actually get here, you have to go by a lot of houses and everyone's, everyone knows who lives here. You know, so if there's a strange car, we're all immediately texting each other going is, hey, there's a white truck coming down the drive. Do you know this guy? (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'll admit I I live in uh, I've said it before. I kind of live in a hillbilly kind of community. Right. 
You do? Where, yeah, yeah, I, I really do. And oh, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the goats gave it away or not, but um, a lot, ninety uh, percent of my neighbors take their uh, take their gun rights very seriously. <laughs> take their Second Amendment to, to heart. Yes, um, and so uh, you know, there, there's been instances where weird cars have been stopped by neighbors and uh, questioned questioned pretty heavily. <laughs> does it does it sometimes go something like this? Is it like a you're not from around here, boy? <laughs> pretty much. It kind of generally involves setting their firearms on top of the dash of their car and be like, what are you doing here? And what do you want? <laughs> All right. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm, I've am I'm. changed my mind. I think I'm going to purchase my own orange amplifier instead of trying to steal yours. <laughs> that rocker verb, though, man, it's pretty freaking sweet. It's a pretty special one. Might be worth it. Might I'm be worth you. the risk. Yeah. I'm not sure. So, what else is going on in uh, you're bringing you're bringing that down to Nashville? Do you have any other plans? I, m- I remember you mentioned you were going to be doing something at Third and Lindsley, which is yeah. one of the best venues in that in that town, to be honest. Yep, uh, Brent Mason is playing a gig. I think I'm pretty sure it's Thursday night. Invited us out to Third uh, and Lindsley, and uh, going to be awesome. You know, that's that's a great venue. So I'm sure a lot of people aren't even familiar with it. It's basically a small venue in Nashville where a lot of bigger name acts go, but it's small. It's only a couple hundred seats maybe. So you're, you're every seat's a great seat, you know, and the, the artists, they always, they always kind of just hang out and mingle with the crowd. It's not, it's not like a big Coliseum concert or anything. It's where artists go just to have fun. So, um, you know, and you never know it when Brent Mason's playing there since he's, Basically played on every, you know, all kinds of all kinds of records for all different types of artists. You never know who's going to stop by. Like it's it's just it's not uncommon to have big name artists just stop by and hang out, and sing a few songs, drink a few beers. You know, I mean, he's he's maybe not as well. Oh, he's definitely well known to Wampler fans and podcast listeners, but he's he's probably not as well known to the general public. So I think. Your average Joe non-music nerd would, you know, kind of be surprised at who somebody like him might might attract to the show. Oh, you're exactly he's, right. He's yeah. worked with so many just huge, huge people. He's just crazy good. Right. And, and kind of like the gear community, we've talked about how it's very tight knit. Same sort of thing with with music and artists. There's a lot of artists that, it, it, you know, it seems like they have this gigantic world and they do in a way, but their intimate world their close friends tend to be other musicians that they can relate and talk to without, without being looked at like they're a big star. You know what I mean? Like just have a real relationship with someone. That's, um, that's kind of a harder thing for people who are famous to, to, to have, you know, and sometimes to be honest, sometimes they don't want that, but a big majority of the time they, they do if they're, if they're nice people. Speaking of nice people, I met Alex Lifeson this week. That's what you were telling me. It was like, what? Hey, hold on. You just kind of gloss over the fact you were just hanging out with Alex Lifeson? Oh, such a great dude. And, I, you know, I've talked about before. I don't, I don't really get starstruck that much anymore. But, I mean, this is Alex Lifeson from Rush. And I'm a little bit, you know. Wait, my, wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait. Can you hey. say that one more time? Who, who is that again? 
Alex Lifeson from a band called Rush. Oh, Rush. Oh, yeah. Rush. Oh, oh, yeah. That yeah. band. Okay. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, good to meet you, Mr. Lifeson. Uh, by the way, you influenced a large portion of my life. Just wanted to leave that there for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like, it, I'm not the world's biggest Rush nerd, but you can't deny. How can you deny Rush's musical contributions has been just insanely huge yeah like crazy even if you're not a fan they're Mm -hmm. they're an amazing band and they have influenced probably in some way shape or form most people's favorite artists in some way somehow that's incredible so and you know he's when when you've been in music for that long you've seen a lot and you've done a lot you you know i mean you just have a lot a wealth of knowledge there and some people let it go to their head other people just it makes them humble in a way that's that's hard to fathom. And he was one of those types where he was down to earth, super nice, no ego, just, um, you know, just very appreciative of, of everything that he's gotten to do, you know? That's awesome. And uh, yeah, and super bright. Oh my gosh, the guy's, the guy is just really smart. Um, And that's, you know, sometimes you have that, but other times you don't. I mean, not that everyone's stupid, but he's like on a whole nother level of geniosity. I made that word up, by the way. Um, yeah. So could have tricked me. I thought that was a real word. <laughs> it, if it might be, but if it wasn't, then it is now. Let the let the Webster's Dictionary show it is now a real word, as determined by Brian. <laughs> geniosity. Yep. G- geniosity <laughs> well that's incredible i mean that is what is weird about about just kind of being being in this industry it's like you, you never know what's gonna happen that's probably one of the coolest things about it you never know like we're you know you and i like we both we, we were talking about nam before we started recording and we were like oh man here we go Whew, another nam uh like this is gonna be intense is gonna be a lot of work but sometimes I feel like just the amount of work and the amount of grind that you got to do when you get to hang out with somebody like Alex Lifeson for a little bit. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, this is why this is why we grind like this. This is why we do what we do. <laughs> and it's, it's so it's so funny. and so surreal. So uh, there was another company uh, that was there. Basically, I'm at a hotel I was at Sweetwater and um the hotels that you there's there's a couple decent ones at near Sweetwater that everyone kind of tends to stay at. Not that they're like Ritz Carlton's or anything, but they're not, you know, nine dollar a night hotels. Right, right, yeah. yeah. You're not chasing the rats around the room. So, anyways, uh, so that's where a lot of people stayed. I mean, last let's see, I've met. I remember one time Eric Johnson was staying there. I was getting my coffee, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, you're Eric Johnson." Good to meet you, man. <laughs> and again, he was super nice too. He's like, hey, 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 I like your stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, Alex said, yeah, I was I was doing a, a record with I think Fu Manchu, and he said, oh, and um, he <laughs> okay. said, and and he gave me a couple of your pedals, and they're great. I love them. And I'm like, you know my pedals. <laughs> oh, weird, man. That's so crazy. Oh, yeah. It was, it, uh, I stuck out my chest a, a little bit further there for a few minutes. I'm like, he this is just, just what I needed. Exactly, exactly what I needed. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, very cool. 
Well, I'm I'm trying to think. I felt like I I had some I had some new stuff for you this week, but I yep. oh yes yes we actually uh that I know I've been talking about this for a little while. We actually got together and uh, practiced with most of the band the other day, which has been a long time coming. Things have just gotten really crazy uh, since we basically since we made our record here almost four years ago. Uh, we kind of essentially not totally went on hiatus because we were still hanging out and like talking gear and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. But we weren't actually sitting down and playing music together. And we did that last weekend. And, um, wow. Uh, there were a lot of cobwebs to knock off. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, it's, we were looking at each other like, good grief. We can't even play our own songs that we wrote every single part to like, like we're so out of practice. It's crazy. Did you have to relearn your parts? Oh yeah! Oh, I still got parts to relearn. <laughs> Definitely. You ever, you ever, I, you ever listen to something that you've recorded before in the past, and and I, I've, I've done this just in recent stuff, and you listen to it like, wow, that's a cool part, and then you're like, how in the world did I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's right, I tuned the A to a G for some reason. Like, put it, probably should have put that in the notes for this one, but of course I didn't. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good time. The songs that we that we did have a pretty good memory of actually sounded not too bad. Uh, but I will say I I want to I want to give everybody a, a I don't know it's not really a life hack, but it's what we had to do because we realized we have all this great guitar gear, but we didn't have a a, a PA or any of the uh, headphone stuff or like the headphone amps and the mixing board and all the stuff that we were used to having. Yep. I didn't have any of that stuff at my place. So I, we were like, well, what are we going to do for vocals? So the best thing we could do, uh, cause we had two vocalists was run my two SM 58s into my audio interface and then use the monitor out into guess what? A line six spider two. For yes. the vocals. Yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Only the and best of the best. That's right. So we had great tone on our vocals. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We had to try it. We did crank up the insane channel and see what it sounded like with vocals. It does sound exactly like what you think it does with vocals. <laughs> Which is so, awesome, right? Yeah. Well, it was kind of fun. I could see like some noise artists getting into... It getting into that 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 uh, I th- I have a prediction. I forgot to, uh, this was a prediction that I I I made a, a few days ago in my own head. I think we're gonna see somebody like a Jack White esque somebody make the Line Six Spider cool again somehow. I think we're gonna see somebody come out and do something crazy with it, and then the the used market's gonna go just through the roof on the Line Six Spider. What do you think? I think that's something Josh Scott's probably gonna do. You know he is. He's gonna do a video he's, he's on gonna, the spider too, gonna, isn't he? Yes. And then the, everyone's gonna want a line six spider, and um, price is gonna shoot through the roof, and it's gonna be the new Dumble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hold on to this one. Then. <laughs> no, I was, even uh, though even it, though it belongs to Leon, I'm gonna hold on to it anyway. Yeah, his videos. I was talking to Josh this week. Um, whenever. Whenever he like he did a video about Behringer pedals, Behringer, Behringer. I call him Behringer. It's probably Behringer or something. I don't know. I think um, it's Behringer, but I really don't know. He did a video about that. Sell shot through the roof on reverb. 
Um, he did a video on BBE pedals that he liked. Cell shot through the roof on the BBE pedals. And I'm like, hey, Josh, um, I'm going to send you a bunch of pedals here shortly. <laughs> and <laughs> and an, uh, an assigned blank check. <laughs> just just make yourself a nice video. Uh, right, right. Just, uh, you know, have fun at my expense and uh, make a good video. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating, man. I mean, and he's, he's really got a, a lot of good points. I mean, there's a lot of great pedals out there that – are often overlooked just because, you know, they may not be the most popular pedal right now, you know? Oh, totally. They're, oh man, that's one of my favorite things to do. And we've, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but like finding cheap pedals that sound awesome is one of my very favorite things. In fact, I, uh, I was just playing around. I did a little audio clip for some, for some Patreon subscribers, but I was just playing around with the PV dual clock stereo chorus. Do you remember that thing? like bright pink i don't remember that no uh-uh yeah there the pv had this line in the uh, late 80s early 90s uh that was these crazy kind of custom enclosures that um look really cool actually and then they have the stomp switch is like it almost looks like one of those reebok pump it up shoes like it's a big really rubber pad yeah with and the stomp switch is a little bubble that you step on um but this, I don't know about the rest of the line. I've heard the rat clones really good, and this. Oh dual, wait, this, I do. It's a round little round switch thing, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like yeah. a round little ball. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, those were cool pedals. The, the stereo chorus sounds so good, Brian. Like it really does sound awesome. Um, I, I'm kind of shocked by it, but I I might do a video with it at some point. But I, some of these old pedals, you, you gotta you gotta scrape the bargain bins, man. This this thing sounds. Just awesome. It really does. You know, I was speaking of that. I was um, over the past few weeks, like if I'm at, in, at an area, I'll run through like a pawn shop. And, and my hope is that I'll find someone that had some old pedal that, you know, from the 80s or something that no one thought was good. And, you know, so they pawned it. And uh, because I love, I love, well, just like we we're talking, I love those old pedals that. I've either forgotten about or that I never knew about, you know, especially totally. in a, a sea where there's, there's so many brand new boutique, quote unquote, boutique builders every day, more and more and more. We talk about that all the time. So the old stuff is fun to just mess around with because it's something different. You know, I mean, even though I do have my own pedals, it's, um, you kind of get tired of just playing through your own stuff. And I know that seems like oh, I can't believe he's saying that, but it's it's actually true. I mean, imagine if imagine if you owned a great pizza place, right? I'll put, <laughs> oh, I'll put dream this, come true, I'll baby! This, All right, right. That's what every guitar player would think, right? I mean, I, that's that's probably one of the questions I get asked the most. Which which pedal of yours is your favorite? And I'm like, none of them. <laughs> I play them all the time. Like I I have to play them all the time for this or that. So to me, like. Okay, let me go back to the pizza uh, pizza analogy. If you make great pizza every day, yeah, there's going to be a while, you know, for a while, you're going to eat your own pizzas. You're like, this stuff is really good. After about the third year of eating that same pizza every day, you're going to be like, man, I just, I think I just want a burger today. I'm really burnt out on pizza. I, I mean, it, I, get, I get that way really quickly. I, I don't really like 
things. I mean, I guess my pedal, my lack of pedal board is probably a good example of this. I, I really like trying new things and watching new movies, listening to new songs, finding new podcasts. Like, I like having new experiences, and uh, food and pedals both fall into that same category for me. So I totally get what you're saying. So yeah. So the, anyways, uh, with pawn shops, what what I'm noticing, and this is let me this is goes back to uh, my age again. I'm barely middle aged. I'll, I'll call it that. You know, and um, when I was younger, pawn shops would have all kinds of stuff. I bought some great guitars, some great pedals and amps over the years at pawn shops that, you know, they just, people didn't either see the, they either didn't see the value in it or they just got tired of it. And that was a quick way to move it. There wasn't a reverb back then. There wasn't an eBay back then, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, yeah, there was nothing for them to immediately compare things. Right. And so I, you know, I'm disappointed at going in all, all these all these pawn shops that really don't have that much stuff. They just like the music section in pawn shops, at least the ones I was always in were big. That was a big section of the store. You had the, the music stuff and then you had like the tools, right? Yeah. And, and now it's not like there's a lot of like TVs and crap like that. Just I think stuff that's I've, not interesting. I've experienced the same exact thing. Um, the, the first, I mean, I think keep I've I'm not talking very good today. I keep saying this, but I'm kind of like one of the last of the the generation to remember pre-internet. There's a few, you know, you know, you go to about five, six, seven years younger than me, they might remember that too. But like my age is kind of the last pre-internet generation, and I remember all that too. When we were first looking for music gear, we went to pawn shops. My bass player got his first bass set. And I think he still has it at a local pawn shop for like 75 bucks. Right. He still has, still has the thing. And it, it, there used to be really good deals to be had, but you can't, I think the internet kind of killed it. Cause a, the pawn shop owner will, if some guy brings in a bag of pedals and maybe he does or doesn't know what he has cause he got them at a garage sale. Uh, at least a pawn shop owner can go, Hmm, I don't know what this bear hunt is, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to Google it real quick and see what it is. You know, like anybody can figure this stuff out. Right. Right. What is, what is this weird gold pedal with the horsey on it? <laughs> oh, that reminds me of something. So, you know, Roman from Schnobletone, right? Yeah. 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 So he made a video. I, it's been a while ago at this point, but he has a clone, like a real one. And he just out of curiosity went to a pawn shop and like asked the lady that worked there, like what, what he could get out of it. Really? He made a little video out of it and she had, she had no idea. She was like, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. I think she said like, maybe I can give you like 60 bucks for it or something. Really? Yeah. She didn't know what it was, which I mean, my wife wouldn't know what it was and she sees pedals all the time. You know, like, like if you don't know, you don't know. So what you're, so what you're saying is that I need to call every pawn shop in America and ask them if they have a gold, a big gold pedal or a big silver pedal with a horsey on it with no name. Well, don't call it a pedal because they probably won't know what that is either. You're looking for a big golden aluminum box with a horsey on it and a couple buttons and some knobs or a button and some knobs. <laughs> Oh man! Or maybe a half man, half horse shooting a bow and arrow. There's that too. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, it, I thought that was, I mean, so it's like all that to say is I'm not saying that lady was dumb at all. Like she obviously not a guitar pedal person. It'd be like me, somebody bringing me a Stradivarius violin being like, I don't know. Like, it looks like a violin to me. Maybe a hundred <laughs> bucks. I'm not sure. Like, what do I know about it? Uh, I got 50 bucks and a gift certificate. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I got that. And you can have, oh, all right, I'll give you this old PV dual clock stereo chorus while I'm at it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Fun stuff. Back in the day. Back in the day. When I was your age. Um, yeah. So, oh, before, before I forget, so I have to, yes. a big, huge shout out to a listener of the podcast, uh, who gave me what well, we, we were talking about. I forget what exact episode it was, but I had mentioned that how I w- was, uh, wanting an old Digitech RP5 and RP10, you know, because I had one of those years ago and I was looking for them and they're kind of hard to find in good condition still. And a listener named Mark Plank had one in the box that he was just in his closet or something. And um, we have a mutual friend named Bill Stoltz who works on guitars, makes guitars, does works on amps, and he does all kinds of stuff like that. Great, does great work. Uh, You can't. He doesn't have a website or anything. He's just he's one of those guys who you just have to know someone that knows him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's he's always busy. Like he always just stays busy just by word of mouth. So he and he just likes it that way. So good for him. But um, anyways, we have that mutual friend, and so he asked Bill if he could leave it there. So Bill called me up and he's like, "Hey, this this guy said he listens to your podcast, and you said you wanted an RP five or something like that." And I'm like, "Really? Like for free? He wants to give it to me for free?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Wow, that's awesome." Yes, that's great. So huge, huge shout out to uh, uh, Mark Plank, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mark. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Mr. Plank. Also, if you happen to have a stack of unmarked $100 bills, crisp ones, I'm also looking yeah, for those. Yeah, shoot me an email, info yeah. at tonemob.com. Info, again, that's info <laughs> at tonemob.com. Hit me up on any of the socials. I'm around if you have said duffel bag. <laughs> uh, all right. We got anything else to wrap up this episode of the Chasing Tone Mob podcast? Yes, yes. I think we both have the same thing to wrap this up with. We're going to be at NAM next week. Come say hi. We'll be around. If you're there, I want to see your smiling face and uh, come give me a fist bump or something. Yeah, let's do that. So, um, yeah. Make sure you use the sanitizer before. Well, yeah, the boutique custom sanitizer, right. obviously. Right. right. So to everyone right. else, if you have uh, if you have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com. You can hit up Blake at info at tonemob.com. Also, since you're listening to a podcast right now, there's a good chance that you like gear and guitar podcasts. So make sure you hit up, not actually not hit up, dial up on your on your uh, streaming device, the Tone Mob podcast, which is Blake's podcast. You've had a lot of great interviews for a good while now. And uh, yeah, it's, and I got more more coming up. Uh, listeners of this podcast, if you haven't heard already, maybe most interested in the analog mic episode, which is going sort of viral. From yeah, that's a that's right a now. great podcast. That's a that was a great episode. I, he was so good to talk to. I mean, uh, I, I won't ruin it. But yeah, if you guys like like uh, if you guys like the history of Analog Man and you're curious about 
why he won't make more King King of Tones, that's where you find that information. Yep, yep. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.